and magic would happen because my big belief is that the media needs entrepreneurs as much as entrepreneurs need the media. And that's what I kept seeing though were entrepreneurs and people, influencers and people thinking that oh, it's a zero sum game. Like it's just me needing something from the media. And I'm like, no way that it's the opposite because they need content, especially now they need content more than ever. You're listening to the influencer podcast episode 132. Do not forget to download your free transcript today at juliesolomon.net slash 132. And guys, today's episode is with the connector of all connectors. Chris Winfield is the co-founder and CEO of Super Connector Media based in New York. And he believes that the key to success really is simple. Help one person every day or his acronym, HOPE, H-O-P-E, which has earned him the title of the Super Connector. As a serial entrepreneur, Chris created Unfair Advantage Live, which is the world's premier publicity event connecting entrepreneurs to the media and the Unfair Advantage Accelerator Program, supporting entrepreneurs through PR, marketing, into the next level of their business. Now, prior to starting Super Connector Media, Chris worked with executives from many of the world's best-known companies, including Disney, Virgin, Macy's, Viacom, Condé Nast, and many others. He is here today to share his secrets on how to take your passion, and turn it into a massive PR success. Now, don't forget, you can get today's free transcript at juliesolomon.net slash 132 as there's a lot of good highlightables that you're going to want to make sure to catch. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Hey, Chris. It's so awesome to have you with us today. Oh my God. I am so excited to finally be on the Influencer Podcast with you. I know. This is great. So we had the pleasure of getting connected and meeting, I want to say maybe earlier this year or maybe last year. I can't quite remember, but within the last year through a dear mutual friend of ours, Melissa Griffin. And then of course, you and I being the connectors and that we are, we just kind of sat down and started playing that game and, yes. and knew about 15 million other people in common. Um, and, you know, you and I have a lot in common in terms of just what we're passionate about, what we love, what we're actually really good at that. And, and, and one of those things is, is media and is connecting people and is, you know, intentionally networking with purpose and passion. And I would love to kind of hear about your journey in that and how you use that, you know, as part of your service to the world and to your customers. Yeah. So it's so funny when you said like later this earlier this year, it's like now with the internet and social media, I feel like one year equals 25 normal years. So totally. I, we've known each other for like about 15 years at this exactly. point. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So my, my journey with media and um, everything around that was I worked, I had one job in my life. I worked right out of uh, college at the startup web development company in New York City. And I had no like aspirations about being an entrepreneur. I didn't grow up in that kind of house or anything like that. I was the first person in my family to not work in a school system. So I work in this, I uh, get this job at this web development company started by four guys that definitely knew nothing about web development. They were just trying to 
This was like towards the end of the dot-com days. They were trying to cash in on that. Uh, the guy who brought me in was uh, wound up halfway, like six months into it, in rehab, left his family. And he was like the most stable of the four guys. Um, so you can imagine <laughs> what, yeah, <laughs> like a right. joke. Um, yeah, it was, it was a mess. So I, I'm working at this company and they developing these like websites and it's like super expensive and people aren't getting results and I want to believe in and I start my own company. I learn everything I can about search engine optimization, how to get people higher. I didn't want that to happen to people. And I have this company and I have no connections. Nobody knows who the heck I am, anything like that. So I'm like, you know what? What can make me different than everyone else? And I thought about every time I saw somebody on the news or read about them in the New York Times or something like that, that like it, it made me think of them different. I'd want to work with them or I'd want. So I was like, how do you do that? So I started learning. I'm like uh, somebody who just will experiment and learn everything. So I started learning as much as I can about PR and media. And I wind up getting in the New York Times. And all of a sudden, I could say, as seen in the New York Times, if like, stuff started happening as a result of that. And then I wind up then getting in a USA Today article. This was back in like 2003. And when people like read newspapers, um, so the, and USA Today was on the doorstep of every single um, hotel room. So like it was the biggest, it was the biggest paper, biggest audience. And I'm in there and I said this thing about SEO. I said, I live, breathe and die Google. And as a result, I, six hours later, a, um, a division of Virgin contacted me. And they wound up becoming a client. And as a result of that, like they, you know, they were like a one point $8 million client over a few years. And, but I saw the power of media, you know, just from showing up in there. And I just chased that. I, um, you know, from there, like what I would do is I would just treat every reporter, every producer, every booker, like they were my best friend. And, you know, so many amazing things happened as a result of that. And then I want to kind of dive into like, how did those pieces, because I think a lot of times it's like, for someone like you who, like you said, you love to research, you love to, you know, t- just to figure it out, right? For yeah. someone that may have a harder time wrapping their brain around it, how were you actually able at that time to get that, that New York Times hit, to get that USA Today hit? Was it just knowing how, like figuring out how to connect with the right people, knowing how to pitch them ideas? How did that work? Yeah. So... I, what I, what I'll suggest, like, forget how I did it because now it won't even matter. Like it's the is I didn't do it the easiest way because I didn't have connection. I didn't have anything. I didn't even know that like for, that I could just get introduced to reporters or journalists or anything like that. So what I did was like, I did it the hard way. I, you know, came up with amazing pitches. I like did all this stuff. Um, here's the easiest way if you want to get media, like if any single person that's listening to this today will be able to take what I'm going to tell you right now and get media guaranteed. It's never not worked for anyone who's actually done um, what I'm going to tell you. So the first one is just determine what you actually want in terms of like, what kind of media do you actually want? So one of the best ways, like if you don't know what that is, find the, identify the person, uh, the people out there that you get like this pang of jealousy every time that you see one of their media hits. So it could be somebody in your same industry, um, it, whatever it is, but like, I, I'm a big believer in like leaning into that instead of letting it bother you. 
So the cool thing about that is like, let's say it's you, Julie. And I'm like, oh, every time I see Julie, um, you know, I'm like, There's oh. my face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I want that. So I'll then go and look up like all the different, um, you know, places you've been and who are the different recorders or all these different things. Or if you don't, if, if you're just one of these amazing people who doesn't feel any FOMO or jealousy or anything like that, which is not true because everyone does, um, then go and ask your audience, like, what are the things you're reading? What are the stuff that you're listening to? Hopefully they tell you the influencer podcast um, and all these different things, but just so that you, you know, begin with the end in mind, as Stephen Covey says. So then from there, all you're going to do is you're going to create a list. And I call this your top 20. And this works for not just media. If you want to get more clients, if you want to raise money for your business, whatever it is, I believe that your network, like everything that is in your existing network, no matter who you are, will get you to at least a step closer to whatever you want. So this is a really simple tool. So you just create a list of, you think about all the different people in your entire network. And the important thing about this is, this is not just your business network. This is not, you're some mastermind network. This is your entire life. Like think about all the different connections, all the different people that you have. So that's family. So um, we were just talking before this, you mentioned something with your family, Julie, where you're like, oh, we can get a hookup through this, blah, 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 like things like that. And I love, that's why we were like kindred spirits as soon as we met, because that's how you're thinking. So then you think about all the different people that can potentially help you get media. So they could be people on that are your clients. They could be your mentors. They could be, you know, somebody that you went to school with. It could be somebody that your kids go to school with their parents. Like it doesn't matter. There's so many different connections. So especially when you start thinking about local news or people that are contributors, all these different types of things. So then you create that list. So you think of the 20 people that, and you can also do more. That's fine. Then in, you create a little column, the next column, you give them a score of their influence. So it's perfect for the influencer podcast. What's their influence levels? Give them a score one to 10. Don't overthink it. Just give them a score. Then you create one more column. How likely are they to actually help you? So you give them a score of one to 10. And so if it's like somebody in your family, hopefully it's a 10, unless you're not a good family member. <laughs> um, but you know, whatever it is. So you give them a score one to 10, you add up the scores. And then each day for the next 20 days, you just reach out to one of those people starting with whoever has the highest score. If it's somebody who has a high score and likely to help you, you can just go out and ask them. You know, you don't have to beat around the bush. If it's somebody that you haven't talked to in a while, you're going to have to rebuild that relationship. But guarantee just doing that with a pretty good story and a couple of good angles, um, you're going to get in the media. Well, and I love this idea of of the of the scoring and 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 really of the ranking because what comes to me when you say that I'm like that's such a good hack because what what that's going to do it's going to allow you to work smarter and save so much time like that's what comes up to me when I hear that a hundred percent that's exactly it because that's like the actual thing is that relationships are the shortcut even though it doesn't feel like that. It's like, oh, you know, especially now we live in a social media world where it's, you can DM people and, you know, you can feel really busy all the time and like you're doing stuff, but 
there's nothing that like actually what can come from a relationship and how much that becomes a shortcut when you've actually cultivated it the right way. Oh, that's so good. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. My friends, as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. So you were obviously able to do this for yourself and to figure out ways to really have this benefit, the work that you wanted to do, the message that you were putting out there and really how you shared your influence and grew it out in, you know, in media on national levels. Um, when did you get the idea of, okay, I'm pretty good at this and I know that other people want to learn this too. Maybe I should start helping them do just that. Yeah. So it didn't come from me, um, which is like such a great example of why it's so important to have good people around you. So um, I'm in this small mastermind. We call it the dad mastermind. It's yes. By some awesome people. Yes. So Todd Herman, who you know, well, and Jonathan Fields, who has a huge podcast called Good Life Project and Ryan Lee, who's had a bunch of like eight figure health companies. And, um, and in February of 2017, they looked at me and they said, Chris, why are you not doing, why are you not teaching people what you do best? And I was like, F you guys. Like, what do you do? 
And I, like, I got offended at first because at that point I had, um, I was running a personal development company and productivity and, um, but I wasn't teaching people about this stuff. I didn't have a media company, um, or anything like that. And so I was like, what do you mean? Explain what, what I'm not teaching people because, you know, we, we don't know what we don't know. And they said, well, anytime that we describe you to anyone, we call you our unfair advantage. It's like, explain mm. what you mean by that. And I said, well, if we want anything, like we want to find, we want to get in the media. We want to find the perfect partner for a launch. Anything it is, like you're able to take out your phone, text somebody, and in 30 seconds, it's done. And so I thought about it a lot. And then that, that March, I helped um, Todd Herman out a lot with his 90-day year live event. And he, he's like, listen, I got to repay you. I want to help you for helping me so much. Why don't you do this event that, you know, we were talking about, like, and teach people, like, the system? Because it, a lot of stuff just came natural to me in building relationships and everything. So I said, all right, cool. So he literally, in between sandwich, uh, in between two mastermind days, we did this one-day event where I would teach people and bring in experts about how to get in the media, how to develop win-win relationships, all these different things. And then at night, since I do all these different dinners and you know have amazing relationships with media people, I would bring in people in the media and that they could connect. And you know the, that was the idea. Just like connect as like real people, not as like trying to pitch something. And magic would happen because my big belief is that the media needs entrepreneurs as much as entrepreneurs need the media. And that's what I kept seeing though were entrepreneurs and people, influencers, and people thinking that. Oh, it's a zero sum game. Like it's just me needing something from the media. And I'm like, no way that it's the opposite because they need content, especially now they need content more than ever. So that that's what we did. And there was no big business plan around it. There was no, nothing other than this belief that I could help people understand how to do this and then connect. And as a result of that, now, you know, we have this, um, you know, um, so that was the events called unfair advantage live. The one-day event became a two-day event, became a three-day event, which is now we do it twice a year, always here in New York City, because that's where all the media is, like 95% of the media in the U.S. is like here. And it's, it's absolutely amazing. People have been on Good Morning America. People have been, you know, get all these unbelievable opportunities just from the, this simple way of connecting as real people, not um, trying to do anything that they're not. Well, and I, what I love about this, and I want to kind of unpack some of this from what I heard with your journey, is that there was something that kind of it that you were really good at. You were kind of so good at it that it just kind of came naturally to you, right? It's just like uh-huh. you connect people, you talk to people, you get curious, you ask questions, you think about ways that you know this person that you know could help this other person that you know. It's just part of how you communicate. It's part of your extroverted personality, if you will. Yep. So it was such a natural part of you that you didn't even really kind of see that as being this advantage that you could have to really show up and and serve a greater mass of people and to really have it be essentially a service and, you know, an event that you now have really part of your business plan. And so it actually took friends. And I always say this to people. I'm like, if you don't know what you're really good at, you could just have the blinders on, like go to your friends, go to your family, go to people that really know you and ask and ask them, what is it that you think I'm good at? And think about what do people naturally come to you for? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really what happened to you. That is something that people naturally came to you for was to help them 
you know, hook them up, connect them, like help them make whatever it is that they were doing better by the relationship piece. And so I think for those listening, I hope that you really tune into that because if you ever find yourself stuck with like, I feel like I, I don't really know the next level to take, or I don't really know what I'm good at, or I have all these ideas and I don't know which way to turn. That's a really great example of how to kind of figure that out. And um, with Unfair Advantage, I want to kind of talk about that for a minute. For someone who has never heard about it, but they're curious about media, they've got something, you know, they've got this idea or they've got their this business and maybe a missing piece for them is that connection to media. Walk us through how Unfair Advantage can really help them build those relationships and kind of become their own publicist in a lot of ways and land those those media opportunities. Yeah, exactly. So the event, so it's a three-day event. And in the, the, the event is built around three principles. So connections, so how to create the connections, but also how like giving people the connections. Like literally we do this um, media mixer on day two at night. And at the last one, there's like 120 people from everything from the Today Show to Good Morning America to Dr. Oz to, you know, the people that it's impossible to get in a room with. Um, So connections, visibility. So my belief is that people that are really good need, they have a responsibility to get their message out to as many people as possible. And that is something that so many people struggle with. And in terms of the really just this belief around like self-promotion and, you know, I don't want to come across as braggy or anything like that, but I believe that you have a responsibility to be as visible as possible. And, you know, we teach people a lot around the mindset side because so much of that, it, it comes down to, um, because you can have all the tools, all the connections, everything in the world, but if you don't feel worthy, if you don't feel like your message needs to be heard, um, you're not going to do anything with it. And we've seen that. And then leverage. So CBL. So the leverage part is really important because for media or for anything, it's, you know, the initial appearance, the initial article, the initial spot on TV is good, but really that's like 20% of the value. So what really comes is after, how do you use that in your marketing? How do you use that as part of your sales process? How do you use that on social media to really amplify what you did and really, really get value out of it? So um, we then, you know, bring in like all different speakers and people that, you know, to teach all these different parts around that whole connection value, um, connection, visibility, and leverage. And then from that, what are some of the results or the feedback that you've gotten from people that have come and that, you know, maybe they feel like, you know, everyone always comes with their objections, right? And their fears, like I'm an, an, I'm an introvert, you know, I don't know how to talk to people. I don't know, like, I'm not like Chris and Julie. I can't just like, you know, gun and wink it and like make it happen and like be that extroverted person. What do you say to somebody like that? Because I know that there have been introverts that have come and have seen massive results. Yeah, so I, I would say that 80% of the people that come are introverts, um, would identify as an introvert. And the reason that I know that is every, like, this is a private event, so you can't just buy a ticket. And we interview um, every single person that applies, and, um, you know, about one out of four wind up. Um, you know, where we extend the ticket and everything like that. So the, the reason for that is that it was really created for the people that would identify more as an introvert, because 
Um, the person that is really good at promoting themselves, they don't need that help so much. And I don't want to help somebody that is like some uh, spammer, like, you know, I, I don't know, like just, I don't want to help somebody who's great at like bragging about themselves, be a better bragger. Um, so for example, the whole idea around um, creating win-win relationships and just talking to people in the media and everything in my life and everything in the event is based around this principle. What do you need help with right now? So Julie, the first time that we met was at a dinner that I was doing in Los Angeles. And if you remember, I, there's 25 people there, all success, very successful. Um, you know, pretty much every single one was a big influencer. And at the beginning of the dinner, the only thing that I asked for people the whole night is to stand up say quickly what they do, but more importantly, what do you need help with right now? And that is also what everything in my company and everything in my event is based around, is trying to figure that out. And there's a reason for that. Like I, six, just over six years ago, I had had a company that had grown to like a hundred people, hated what I was doing. Um, and I was a co-founder of this company and that company completely imploded. But one of the things that I had realized for myself at that time was I was very disconnected from um, other people. So what I started doing back then, uh, after all this stuff happened, and I pretty much had lost everything. I started doing this experiment where I would meet with somebody every single day and try to figure out what I could do to help them. And at the same time, also be open and honest with them about whatever I, wherever I was at at that time. And I've done this every day for the last, since April 1st, 2013. Um, and that's the same, the thing that I realized is everything changes when you try to answer that question. Um, and it's the same thing. So for example, at one of the mixers, this one woman who's a career coach, um, she's like, all right, let me try this. So she's talking to this guy and it turns out he was a producer for good morning America, you know, number one, uh, morning show in America. And he, she said, what do you need help with right now, Danny? And he said, well, the thing I need help with most right now is we have a show next week with Barbara Corcoran and Robert Hersovich, who are both from Shark Tank. And we're trying to find a woman who is a coach who has a son graduating or a kid graduating college who is looking to get a job. She's like, that's me. Like, she, like, no joke, she literally like he described her but she never would have known that like she never would have thought that so she winds up literally the next wednesday on good morning america with robert hersovich and barbara cork and with her son and you know then she winds up also doing a facebook live with them and you know all these different things but just from asking that question and it's just amazing and see, I think that that's like one of the biggest myths as well with a lot of people when it comes to media or really when it comes to any kind of connection point is that people are so afraid to ask for what they want or what they need. And so they just don't ask at all. And it's, it's because that people don't think that people want to help them when really at the end of the day, naturally, I mean, it is our innate response to want to help people for the most part. Oh I mean, I think anyone that you meet in any industry that, you know, is a good person with, you know, a moral head on their sh shoulders that, that want to, to succeed and thrive, then other people around you have to succeed and thrive. And so I think that I love that you mentioned that because I think that a lot of times people just, they don't really ask for what they need or want. 
Oh my God. I, you, you just said exactly what I've probably said from so many different stages and it, it is exactly that. And I see, especially entrepreneurs have such a blind spot with this. Um, you know, they want to like figure things out themselves and go through all the pain and just like the thing, the question I always ask people, Julia, is like, how good do you feel when you help somebody that you care about? Mm-hmm. And inevitably the answer is amazing. And so I, the, the way that I help to reframe this for people so that they get better is like, why are you being so selfish and depriving somebody else of being able to help you? Yeah, it's a great point. And it's, you know, when you think about it, because like, and that's why like getting back to that top 20 exercise, why it works so well is that it forces you to ask for something. And it also helps to show you that people, if you're a good person, people want to help you like they do. And it's like part of our, just like you said, it's part of our human makeup to want to help people. It makes us feel amazing. Yeah, it's so true. So for someone who is maybe wondering like, you know, is, is going to something like this right for me? Who would you say that is the, the ideal person to come to unfair advantage? And then who, who may unfair advantage not be right for? Yeah. So the ideal person is somebody who is an expert. Um, so entrepreneurs, small, um, small business. So meaning like, you know, one to either them or, you know, like under five employees for the most part. Um, and they're somebody who is doing well with their business. Um, but there's something missing when they know they're not completely sharing this message. And one of the things that we always say, going back to that, like feeling of like jealousy is like that you have that feeling of FOMO, but it's not about like missing an event or something. It's like when you see somebody else, you're like, Oh, that should be me. That should be me, but you're not doing anything about it because you think it's more complicated or, you know, maybe you think you're not worthy. And for the people that are good at what they do, that are really helping people, those are the people that we want showing up. We want those people that have that feeling that, listen, I don't know how to do this. I don't think it'll, I don't know if it'll work for me, but I'm willing to give it a try. That's how over and over why we have so many unbelievable testimonials and results is because we're able to show somebody exactly how to do it and give them not only the tools, but the connections to make it happen. And then to be able to do it for themselves over and over again. Awesome. Um, Where can people learn more about Unfair Advantage? So unfairadvantagelive.com is, we'll have everything. Um, Chris, what does influence mean to you? Influence, uh, being able to help guide somebody. I think that's as simple as uh, I can make it. I love that. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on today, sharing with us your hacks, your strategies, your wisdom when it comes to media, really giving us the confidence and the courage to believe that you know you don't have to be famous. You don't have to have a million followers. You don't have to have all of these things to acquire media. You just have to have the the belief and, and the ability to ask for what you want and uh, for providing such an incredible event that makes it a lot easier and cuts the time in half in order to get there. So I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. And I appreciate you so much.
All right, that is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at The Influencer Podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right, I will see you again, same time, same place, next week. Next time on The Influencer Podcast. I break down my goals into really, really ridiculously small achievements that I can tick off in one hour a day when I was side hustling. So I would just focus on that one thing for that one hour a day so that I wouldn't beat myself up because you notice that you start to get more done when you're just focusing on one task per day for just one hour a day. And now that has served me well as a full-time entrepreneur where now I have a...